So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guess too We're gonna win the trophy when overdue Now we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London ting Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the shell side, with the shell side With the shell side's what we sing With the shell side, with the shell side it's a new flood Yo, 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 The yo's are back. It's the Shelf Side Podcast. Episode 92. What's happening, Lero? Yo, bro, I'm all good, you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We are recording on the Saturday evening directly, not directly, a couple hours removed from that victory over Man City away from home in the league. Much needed, much needed. Tell me your instant feelings, your instant reaction, bro. Let it out, let it out. Um, relieved. Well, I'm definitely relieved. Uh, well, I weren't expecting it, but I did say to a few people that uh, we don't fear Man City, you know, like we don't fear Man City, but um, I weren't looking for a drumming. Um, yeah, definitely happy. And I want us, I want this to propel us now, you know, I just want it to propel us and I hope we can use it and it's not just a we know how to play Man City and beat them kind of scenario. Yeah, let's contextualise that we don't fear Man City. I mean, they're the reigning champions, they were un beaten since they lost at home to um, Crystal Palace I think um, late last year they'd been flying high they've been flying, they, they spanked um, Sporting 5-0 away from home in the Champions League in the week um, and looked pretty formidable um, but I guess what you mean there is we have had positive results over um, against City in recent years under Jose under Nuno and under Conte now and all in similar um, kind of styles of play, which is to do the old rope-a-dope, to use an analogy, the old Ali rope-a-dope. Defend, suck it up, hit them on the counters, especially in behind the fullbacks. Son being a prime exponent of the exploiting the space in behind the fullbacks, often the right back. And today's right back was none other than the former Spurs player, Carl Walker, who has tremendous pace and physicality. Yeah. So... That's what you mean by we don't fear City. But we've also had drubbins to City, 4-0s, 5-0s, 6-0s. We've got memes, Davison Sanchez trying to head the ball on the floor after being nudged by Gundogan. And Gundogan is our arch nemesis, um, one of, yeah. since Aguero's gone. And to say we don't fear them, I know exactly what you mean, but they are a side you should be fearing in general. Yes, of course. Um, but so I think that's partly mindset as well. You, you've got nothing to lose when you play Man City, right? So they're expected to beat you, right? Yeah, it was a free swing of sorts. Although we were, <laughs> we were fourth. We weren't even fourth. We were never fourth. Um, but we were fifth, sixth. But with games in hand to um, get to third, as we know, and as we said last week, and then we played those three games in hand. In theory, we didn't. We played three games and then ended up in eighth or whatever it was. So that was typical Tottenham. But we needed a victory, but it was a free swing. Had we lost, it would have been four in a row, but nobody would have been like, oh my God, it wouldn't have been worse than it was last week. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a, a free hit there. But is this the way to play? Like, are you happy to beat City this way? Um, we pretty much gave up 72% possession. So with my limited maths, that leaves what? That means we had 28% um, possession ourselves, which isn't that bad, I guess, but it's not the Tottenham way. And we had, I think, six shots on tar six shots in total, five on target. Um, gave up a lot of territory. Is this the way to play? Um, I think the result says it is. I mean, you think about the squad that we've got. Um, yeah, I think if it gets you the result, it's definitely the way to play. It was the way to play Man City because I think we had a lot of chances in that match. To we, we had a lot of chances and we could have won that match many a times and been, you know, literally two goals clear of them. So I think it was the way to play. Um, 
if you're saying, do I like the football? No, I don't like the football. But I think uh, with the personnel that we've got, it's the only way that we could play them. Yeah, and to your point there, I think they had 21 shots. I think they only had four shots on target. We had six shots and we had five on target. I don't recall Lloris having to make save after save after save. I don't recall him having to make a world-class save apart from the one. Yeah. When I think it was Gundogan who tried to bend it top bins, and it was a fantastic save. I thought it was a bit flashy at first, but when I saw it from behind... He moves his feet well and he just about gets a strong enough tip to tip it round. It was actually a fantastic save yeah. and made up for his earlier blunder. Yeah. But it was an error that led to their first goal. Yeah. He should have gathered that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could have kicked it away in the, in the end, in hindsight, but he tried to gather it but didn't. And then we gave away a penalty, which, yes, it is a penalty, but... I guess they don't want you to throw your body on the line when crosses come in because I don't know how you defend that without your arm going up in the air. It's unnatural. That is actually unnatural, but there you go. Do you know what I think that was? I think if it was his arm going up in the air, going towards his face, uh, more emotion, I think that wouldn't have been a, a, a penalty or it was more debatable. His hand going up and then coming down towards the ball across his face, I think it's intentional. And... I was thinking, oh, yeah, emotion, emotion. But when I watched it back in slow motion, clearly he kind of uses his hand and it's it's not the he's, natural motion. Yeah, he's got in his locker. Um, I mean, I always question when you know when you see the handball and then you see the movement of the hand afterwards, is that a lot of the time the hand trying to come away? You know your hand's there, so you're trying to pull your hand away. Yeah. And you've hit the ball. So I always question that. But I get it. It's a penalty. Like, you can't argue it. And it's easy to let it slide now, of course, because we've got the three points. But at the time, I thought, oh, God. But as soon as, as soon as Anthony Taylor goes over, you know anyway, as soon as it goes to VAR and you saw the slow, the replay, you knew it was going to be a pen. Yeah. So I think Spurs did fantastic in order to get the victory given that because like you said we could have won the game we had Son had a decent chance first half um, if it wasn't if it was anybody other than Walker he takes Walker on on the outside Yeah, he cuts inside goes past somebody else probably Laporte and gets a weak scuff shot across Edison now we've seen him put those in the top bin bottom bin against City in that very motion yeah. didn't happen we played a fantastic bit of football to um, open City up and yes they were kept on pressing they were diving in but we've like Bentacore um, Son Kane and Kane should have scored doesn't score yeah um, that could have been 3-1 um, the offside goal marginally offside they didn't go into it too much but it was clear that it was marginally offside um, and so far away from goal but offside is offside I guess but that was a perfectly good goal other than that margin of offside. And then to have those chances, to not really concede great chances. Territory, yes. First half, yes. They caused us a lot of problems on the left-hand side. But how many of those resulted in clear-cut chances? Yes, Gundogan. Again, the 4 in our side hits the post, outside of the post, mind. Um, Loris is probably beaten. But how many clear-cut chances did they actually create? Busy on the left busy a lot of the stuff goes on the left but did they really open us up i don't think they did no um so having been pegged back in injury time to something again possibly avoidable if it's a deliberate handball um from romero you go into that and you think we've had good performances away to liverpool decent performance away to chelsea we've come away with nothing we've played okay at city maybe got a draw but when was the last time Spurs had gone away from home against the top six or one of the top two teams in the country, led twice, been pegged back and managed to get the victory in injury time without actually looking too stressed? No, it's, it's been a very, very long time. And, you know, I think one of the things, you know, I said, yeah, that is the way to win. But I think that doesn't explain my whole feeling on the way they played. I think, you know, I don't know if it was tactical, but I've seen it in other matches. So it would suggest to me that it's not tactical. That that middle line of ours seems to collapse back on our back four. And um, I didn't know if they was doing it today to kind of um, 
conserve energy, you know. But for me, if we'd have pressed the ball and pressed the issue from the midfielders in this so-called press, I think they would have it would have limited their chances. It would have been a lot more work because we would have been chasing the ball in midfield uh, a lot more instead of just sitting in uh, in the right position. But um, I think it would have kind of uh, negated their um, their threat. Um, so I looked at that and I was yeah, that was I think the hardest thing for me. And equally, if they had Kane up front, it would have been a, a you know most teams would get a drumming with Kane sitting in the Man City team up front. They, they, they struggle. They haven't got a striker in the box. So when they're putting crosses in and stuff, I weren't really too worried. So you're touching a good point again. So I think. I think you're right in terms of the collapse in midfield against the weaker sides, the sides that we don't expect to dominate us. It's unnecessary. I think against City, I think that was definitely tactical. And I think what Conte wanted there was a solid back five because we know City play with width all the time, especially, as I mentioned, on the left-hand side. They get chalk on their boots every single time on the left-hand side and just to create that space to open you up. But when you play five across the middle, if you're organised, there's obviously less spaces. And then I think the collapse in Hoybier and Benteke, I think that helped because it allowed Spurs to manage the pockets that City like to play in. Yeah. KDBs and your Foldens and your Bernardo Silvers and Sterling at times. That space wasn't there. Yeah. But what it obviously did was mean that we could only play on the counter and we couldn't put much pressure on them. The only time we could put pressure on them is when they came in and around the box. Um, so I think for this game, it worked. I think it was the right thing to do. You cannot go to toe, to toe for City with City because we don't have the system. Um, we don't have the players. The personnel and the players are not quite ready. And I think it's key that Conte keeps on saying although he's swinging some roundabouts at the minute with Spurs players, because um, he said they're the best bunch he's ever coached at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's his psychology, man. He's using yes. psychology. Oh, mate. He's reading book 101. I thought it was just um, Jose, but he's he's doing it as well. But um, I think I think that it was tactical, um, as I touched on. You look at Hoybier today. I feel... Hoybeer's not been given many plaudits, but I think Hoybeer did this, what was necessary today. He's not the greatest in possession under pressure, but he did okay. Wasn't worse than he was against Wolves. But what he did do was the fouling and the tackling that he needed to do to break things up. The tactical foul that he booked for, that then De Bruyne should have got booked for pushing him high in the chest, um, like Bergwijn did against Leicester, just saying Anthony Taylor. Um, that was necessary. If he doesn't do that, the De Bruyne is through on our back line and we know what happens then. We've seen that story so many times. That was necessary and he did other little bits of stuff that was needed. Yeah, and he, he broke away. Sorry, not to cut you there, I just want to add quite on, yeah. on that. His breakaway run, he looked like Cristiano Ronaldo, mate, going down the way. I, I didn't know <laughs> what was on, going on. Dan White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, he, he relieved pressure, which was good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He knows what's necessary in a game in order to win. His form's been off of late and we put that down to a lot of tiredness it was good to see him back in there today and also what Winks doesn't do and it's not natural to Winks is you say collapse but when their midfielders get into the box Hoybier tracks back and does that work whereas Winks doesn't because I think he thinks his job is done outside the box. Bentacor as well, and I thought Bentacor was actually good today. I think Bentacor was very tidy on the ball. He actually won possession back quite a few times. I haven't got the stats for it. I thought it was really good. The one thing I would say about Bentacor and Koleski, um, I'm sure we'll get into it a bit more, is the pace of the Premier League, especially way to City, was a bit quick for them today. Yeah. You saw that with Bentacor taking a bit of too long on the ball, thinking he has more time. He will soon realise it's not Serie A, it's the Premier League, and things happen a lot quicker. Yeah, but no, definitely. Yeah, no, def well, I think you can't say that you haven't seen small progression since uh, their arrival. They've, you know, every time I've seen them play, they, they, they're looking better, they're looking stronger. Kulu actually done a really strong run today, you know, like, yeah. and everyone said he can't run. And even in the beginning of the game, I was looking at him and I thought, well, uh, my son said, oh, no, he's not very pacey. But then 
he done a strong run. It was you know he had quite a bit of a run to go from the, the mid um, halfway line up to the area, and it was a strong run. And I think that's probably his distance. You know, like he's probably like a sixty meter, seventy five meter runner. You know, kind of scenario. Because when he got to, up to about the sixty mark. Uh, the defender kind of caught him, but he'd kind of covered it off ground anyway. Do you know what I mean? And I think he's got the uh, technical ability to kind of uh, use the ball in the right way, which well, which he done today quite a few times, you know? Yeah, let's talk about Kulu then, um, or Klozewski, as I think he's supposed to be pronounced. I'm going to stick with that. Um, I thought, I criticised him last week, Thought his touch was heavy last week. I thought today he was good. I thought he was very good today in the sense where he used the ball well. I felt I felt like he um, obviously scored his goal. Um, maybe slightly fortunate with a nutmeg, but um, he hit the target. He scored. Um, Son did excellent there, and obviously Kane. Um, but we'll come on to Kane a little bit later. Um, I think his cross for Kane's goal. I, I would like to talk about because Doherty actually makes a good run. And Doherty is showing for him. And literally, Doherty's touch would have been inside the box. And he could have opened out and struck it on his left foot had he been given the ball. But Kuleski, um actually said, no, I'm not going to pass you the ball. I'm in a very good crossing position. I'm on my left foot. I'm going to take a touch out of my feet. And I'm going to put it into the mixer. Kane's in there. And I'm going to hit him. And he put a lovely ball in there. Um, Edison can couldn't come for it. Kane had to just beat Walker at the far post, but it was the perfect kind of ball to say, go on, son, go and attack. What did you think of that moment in the game? Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I thought to myself, I thought he overhit it. I thought he did not overhit it in distance, but in width. And it just seemed to curve in, you know, like at the last minute, that ball, because his flight was wide, and then it curved in, and it ended up being the most perfect ball, as you said, um, for an attacker to, to attack, do you know? Um, and I think, thought the movement from Kane was good as well, because he, he kind of pulled out and then ru- running across his man, so, you know, he got the, the starter on him, the jumper on him. I think it was Walker. Yeah, it was Walker. I think it was oh, Walker, yeah. yeah. Got the jumper, you know, perfect striker movement. And, um, the ball was good. And I think we've been lacking and missing that ball, that dangerous ball into the box. So I'm quite happy that he done that today, to be fair. So to me, I think that victory today was probably our best victory, away victory, against the top six side, I think, since we beat City... 2-1 away or Chelsea the Chelsea 2-3-1 but the Chelsea one Deli and Eriksson I think it's different because we were ascending yeah yeah. that was probably peak years I'm not saying the name I'm not being fined it was peak years and we were a very very good side then yeah definitely right? Um, when we beat City, we were a good side as well, but I think we were down and then we came back. I think Kane notched and then Ericsson scored a late goal on his birthday. Um, February time again. Because um, I think, yeah, he's Valentine's Day. So maybe we like playing City at the Etihad in February. Maybe there's something there. But I can't think of a much better way victory against a top six side um, in a long time. No. And you know what was funny for me? I watched the, in the first half, I thought, oh, I could see the mentality creeping in. And, you know, we didn't know how to relieve the pressure too well. And I just thought, here we go again. And what was um, special for me was in the second half, you know, probably 10, no, probably about 15, 20 minutes in, we found a new belief. Yeah. We actually found a new belief. And uh, I think for me, that was the best part of the game that, you know, that, we knew. I think we knew we could score, and um, even when they scored the penalty, we went straight back up the other end and scored. So it wasn't like they didn't know they had it in them that they could get a goal against Man City or two or three. Do you know what I mean? They actually done that, and they done that really well. So that was really positive for me. Yeah, and I think I believe comes from Conte, right? I, I don't know what's happened in the last two games. Obviously, let's scrap the Chelsea game. That's Chelsea. We don't do too well against them. We're in a bad place during that period. Um, the last two games, 
maybe we'll come on to in a second maybe why that has happened but we were in a bad place we were going to City and like you say that could have been a drubbing but we went there with a tactical plan that was clear with the low block but there were also some tactics Kane said after the game they were, they spoke about um, Klozeski's goal um, and the ball that Kane played to Son and they asked Kane is how did you see Son and he said the gaff has to get the credit for that we worked on that during the week yeah. and that was so good to hear that you're hearing the coach something you've actually worked on and not just off the cuff something you've worked on to exploit that space we all know it exists but a particular pattern of play um, has been worked on and has been executed to perfection against the champions of England yeah. and that was good to hear that shows that we were very prepared for that game physically tactically and mentally yeah. I feel yeah and Conte speaks of us being very emotional um, and a very emotional team and we react very emotionally to conceding goals and this was the opposite yeah. so he's obviously got into them um, and this is our second 95th minute winner in the Premier League in the so. year. So yeah, yeah. some good habits are creeping in. And obviously there are some bad defensively. We need to work those out. But we 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 won this game, much needed. We need to go and beat Burnley on Tuesday, I think it is, or Wednesday. And so we can really get back amongst the top four. But we've obviously come unstuck, as we touched on. And I guess we've come unstuck against some sides that play well. Um but when sides sit deep, when sides sit deep against us, we struggle to manage it. So if we can play the deep role ourselves, the rope dope, and execute it well, why do we struggle to execute um, it the other way around when teams sit deep against us? Why can't we open them up? Well, I think originally um, we didn't have the players to provide. Uh, the through balls, the crosses, I think the crosses are vital, you know, okay, you want to sit deep against us, but we will hurt you by putting the ball into the right area, and, you know, it's only a matter of time, if you keep putting the ball into the right area, that you must get something out of it, and I think before, mm -hmm. we didn't have, you know, the Kulus to put the ball into the box and, you know, uh, give us that option, so I think, yeah, the players that we had before didn't allow us to kind of beat the low block, you know. We've always said with the Ericsons, they're the people that unlock the low block and I think that's one way and two's been able to say, all right, well, I'm not going to get through you but I'm going to put uh, balls into the mixer that are going to cause problems, you know. Yeah, like City, they just st stay wide and they just grind you down. They keep on doing it, keep on shifting you. And I think, I think you're right, we've touched on the... Um, Ericsson, we've done that, beating that drum to death and Don Bele and being that drum to, yeah. to death in a sense where these are the type of players that not only can provide that through pass but dictate the tempo, dictate the pattern, dictate the um, flow of a game and pull everyone round on a string. So if they shift it right, they're shifting it right to move the defence so that they can get it back and then move it to left with their space and open teams up. And, and we don't have that at the moment, Winks can't give us that. Um, Kane doesn't give us that same kind of um, momentum. He gives us the the long through ball, the raking passes, the switch play, yeah. but not the constant dictation of a manipulation of the ball and the defence. No, I, I, I do hear that. Um, but we, I think as well, we just need to be mentally tougher, mentally stronger, and focused yeah. um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're still getting to learning how each other kind of play and, you know, how people deal with pressure. I think it's fine when we're the team that have to get in behind, but when we're pegged back, you know, how do you, how does Royal play when we're pegged back, you know? Um, equally as well, sorry, I forgot one of the, the tactics to be a low block is someone who can dribble the ball and... You know, have we got someone that could dribble the ball? Each, everyone's looking at each other. So I just think there's, you know, there's many a, a factor in 
why we're not doing so well at the moment or why we've struggled to break down that low block, you know. But I do think, as you said, mentality is a big thing. It's a massive thing for Spurs. It always has been and I think it always will be until we win something. You know, you know, yeah, we can start getting good results and start flying up the table. That's one part of it. But I think until Spurs truly win something with these set of players and the manager, I think that meant, oh, unless they ship the players out, I think it's going to, you know, that mental block is always going to be there. So speaking of mental block and speaking of people that come in and probably are a bit tougher mentally, I think in two of those players... One was Romero, didn't have the greatest game a couple of weeks ago, but was very front foot today. Penalty aside, thought was really good. But the other one that I thought was really good, and just with simplicity today, and I'm checking my temperature here, I'm checking my pulse, oh, don't I'm say okay. It. Don't say it. <laughs> I've got to say it. I've got to say Eric Dyer. I think Eric Dyer came in today, gave us that bit of assurance, was very calm and collected on the ball, was playing nice balls into feet, out of the back line with left and right foot, mostly left because he was, um, I don't know, he was central but seemed to drift left-sided. One balls over his head, didn't really get exposed today. I thought his temperament was good and I thought he actually played really well today, Eric Dyer. What did you think? Um, I think Eric Dyer always plays well against Man City, so I think we can't truly uh, give him a true rating. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, uh, because you know what it is? I was looking at him today thinking to myself, this guy is not a, a central midfielder, he's not a centre-back, he's somewhere in between. Like, um, yes, you, you know, the leadership and the organisation, uh, the constant kind of conversation that he brings to the game is brilliant, you know. Can that be replaced with someone else that does that with more ability? Yes, definitely. I do believe that. So I think I kind of look at him today with different eyes, you know. Yeah, he didn't have such a bad game. I remember him giving away, passing the ball away to no one, you know. He did left foot in the middle, but then he played the next ball later on, chipped it over to Kane. Right. Yeah, I know exactly. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I struggle with him still. And I'm not going to say I'm not happy he's back in the side. I do think we miss him. But I know that he's not the answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I know I know what you mean. I, I fully get that. You don't want to big him up too much or proclaim he's the saviour when we know he's not the one we want there and there are players that could do that better. Yeah. But I, I think I think what it, we have missed the leadership yeah. um, at the back. Definitely. But is he the answer? No. And and I just thought about what you said against, we know he plays well against City, and, and of course he plays well against City because it suits him to play well against City because we're playing a low block, yeah. right? So players can't really get in and behind him. His pace is not going to be exposed. We've said before, when Dyer plays our back line, we can't play a high line. We can't press on the halfway line, which Romero would love to do um, because there's going to be so much space in behind to get exposed. So everything's in front of Dyer. He can dictate. He can dominate. He knows crosses are going to come in, so he's going to get his head there. He's not afraid to do that. Um, so, yeah, it kind of probably suits him to play so deep and to just defend crosses and be able to shift people left and right. So I hear where you're coming from there. Um, but I would give him an 8 out of 10 today even for that misplaced pass. Even without a real central big striker. striker. <laughs> We won the game. We won the game. Right, so uh, that's enough, why I'm going to give it to it today. Um, but you're right. Yeah, he didn't have anybody directly up against him. He didn't have a burly centre forward. He didn't have someone who's going to sit on his toes and take the ball in and shift and turn him. No, he he didn't. He didn't. It was everything was in front of him, and mostly wide of him. So I get it. I do get it. But. I just don't know if he doesn't play that role today. Whether if someone else plays it, we would have got exposed. But who knows? We we don't know that. But what we do know is the man who did get ten out of ten today, or maybe nine and a half because he should have scored, um, is Harry Kane. Is yeah. Harry Kane back? Yeah, I think most definitely. To be fair, um, it's not like we're firing on all cylinders, you know. Um, and he's still kind of. He's showing on in all senses of the uh, the word showing. He's 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 scoring, he's um, providing, he's leading. You know, uh, he's not disappearing in the match. Uh, you know, whether he's scoring late on, 
in the middle. You know, he's there and there. He's he's there. He's there for us. So I think I would definitely say he's back. Yeah, he's back. So you and I have been critical of Kane uh, in the past, in in recent years, and and I don't mean oh we don't rate Kane. I think we've both said something similar. I think you alluded to it there and uh, touched on it in a sense where he didn't disappear. And I thought, for me, and I was racking my brains on this, and I challenged a- anyone on this one, Twitter guys, I've already put it out there on Twitter, so come at me. I want you to come at me. I'm saying it with my chest. That was Kane's best game. Ah, oh, I don't know what happened there. So I may have lost it there. So come at me, guys. I'm challenging you to say this. For me, this was Kane's best game, best performance since Chelsea 5-3 at home. Yes, I said it. That may have been six years ago. But let me contextualize why I say this. Kane was a Jedi today. He was a Jedi. What he wanted to do, he did. And he did it at will. Okay? This is against the best side in the country. Right, the, one of the best sides in Europe. We're away from home. We had twenty-eight percent possession. We were up against it. Kane had his passing boots on today, and he had his shooting boots on today. He scored two goals, one clutch, last-minute winner. Also, he scored the second goal. He's not a flat-track bully today. Two good defenders in Diaz and Laporte. We have to, they may not be the greatest defenders in the world. Yeah, Virgil's probably better. And there's probably another centre-half that's better as well. However, this is a top, top side. Yeah. A top, top side. They have a system. And Kane picked them apart. Yes, they probably should have played Fernandinho in the middle rather than Rodri, someone who can kick Kane. But he was able to take the ball, tight spaces, turn out, play balls with his left, his right, win headers, headers knocking down to people's feet rather than just flicking them on chest controls taking the pressure off the team getting in goal scoring positions could have scored four goals as we mentioned I honestly think had we had this Kane for a few of the cup finals we wouldn't be trophyless yeah I agree I, I agree I definitely agree I think definitely a switch has uh, flicked in his brain um, I knew he was going to have a good game against City I think you know he knew that this was it. not the shop window, but the the kind of like you should have come and got me when you said you were going to come and get me, and um, and I'm going to show you why kind of scenario, you know. It did have a feel like a like a late audition there, and like you say, why spend 100 million on Grealish when you could have had this for 150? Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. If Kane was in that city side, let's be honest. They would be red-hot favourites for the Champions League, if they're not already. They would have probably won the league already. I mean, and that's hard to say because Liverpool are a really good side and they've only lost three games. But you know what I mean? They would have been so dangerous to add a goal scorer who can play, who can shoot left-right, pass left-right, head, knows what he's doing. Peak of his powers, now he's back on song. Like I said, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi tonight, or even Yoda, flicking his wrist, saying, you're going to go that way, I'm going that way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how good I thought he was today, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I find it hard to heap praise on Kane because I've wanted a lot more from him in the big moments and it hasn't happened. But, you know, credit where credit's due, he, he done really well today. Really, really well. So, Harry, if you're listening, I know you are. Keep it up. So when we get to the FA Cup final and we play City or Liverpool or Chelsea, this is how you need to play. Be the boss. Be the man. Don't hide. Get us in the game. Get goals from nowhere. Get last-minute winners. This is exactly what we need from you. So we beat City. We beat the champions. Is this our best 11? We made a couple of changes. Or is it just our best system? Uh... I want to let you know that um, Kel Brook just beat um, Amir Khan. Oh, I wasn't even watching. I thought yeah, he'd win, though. Yeah, he just got beat, to put it on. Yeah, he, he punched Knock him. Knockout. I think standing count. I took my eye for a second. I think it was a standing. Not even a standing count. The referee come in and stopped it. He was giving him too TKO. much. Yeah, yeah, technical knockout. He was giving yeah, him Khan's much. dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Khan's dead. Dead yeah. food out here. He better retire now. Honestly, he better retire. <laughs> yeah, he has to. He can't go anywhere. That was his grudge match. 
he yeah. needed that. Yeah, it's done. But um, going back to our best eleven, mm, I don't know. I don't agree, but I think uh, maybe it was the best eleven for today because I think uh, Mora could have done a good job in there. Um, but yeah, he's not been on form, so maybe you know the manager sees the team, he sees how people are playing. You know, he knows if people are in form or out of form. Um, you know, so I mean, I was happy Winks wasn't in the side. I won't lie. Um, I was a bit not too sure about Sessing Young for me, to be honest with you. Um, I'm still trying to work it out with him. You know, uh, let's talk about Sessing Young because I agree this can't be our best side because Sessing Young's in it. And I was disappointed when I saw Mora dropped, but obviously Klozeski came in and done what he did. Yeah. So manager got that right, you could argue. Yeah. Um, potentially skip for Hoybier in there, but Hoybier did the tactical thing well, was well, like mature performance from him today. Um, but, and then we've got no other replacement for Real. So yeah, maybe, maybe the Region, Region had, um, tested positive for COVID, so that's why he couldn't play. Sessegnon. I wrote in the chat that Sessegnon has... is dead. Like, his dribbling technique is poor. He dribbles the ball so slowly. Like, he can't get anywhere with the ball or evade anyone. Ben Davies dribbles the ball quicker than Sessegnon. The yeah. technique's right, he just has no pace with it. Also, his actual distribution and use of the ball is worse than Ben Davies when he's out there. And that's the only thing I can say because I always criticise Ben Davies' pass inside, passes inside when he's out on the left. Yeah. And Sessegnon gives me nothing. And he looks like a little kid lost. Yeah, He's got no power in his run. You know, like, he'll give you you know, 20 yards max at top speed, you know, top power. It's like, if you're playing a left wing back, I expect you to be able to get up that field, you know. And at, back. And back, yeah. He just doesn't have the the power, you know. And that's, you know, kind of alluding to your, you know, looks like a little boy. He's just not for me. Like, I'll just be honest with you. He's not for me. I said to, I had a few people around today and I said to them, I want to keep playing him. Um, you know, when we don't necessarily need 11 players to beat a team because I want to get his value up so we can sell him. Like, that's the only reason I want to see him play. Yeah, and it, it was a necessity today to play him. And as the fullbacks get through a lot of work, it's going to be necessity a necessity to play him in other games. But you're right. I just There's no running power. Now, I think Brian has got a bit of this. He lacks a bit of running power. And I'm not going to say because they're 21, because 21-year-olds, I think he's older than 21 now, Sessegnon, um, they should be stronger anyway. And you look at someone, I know it's hard to compare him to Bell, but a, a young Bell at 17 when he joined us, I think it was, was or 18, was running more powerfully than him from left-back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and that was when he played left-back, not even left-wing-back. Sessegnon has never ran past anyone. We criticise Royale for not going past anyone. Sessegnon has never run past anyone. No. Maybe before their goal, he ran past Walker and Walker nudged him. Maybe that will count. But typically, it's almost a dead possession when it goes to him. Yeah. I think that's the way I can summarise it. And that look he gives you like he's a deer in the headlight almost when the cameras zoom in to him after he's lost the ball is a worry for me. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, he done one good thing for me uh, in that whole match. And I think, uh, City, I can't remember who it was, attacking down the right-hand side. I think he lost the scuffle. Someone came to back him up. I think Dyer came to back him up. And, no, I think it might have been Davis. I don't know who it was. But someone came to back him up. He was on the edge of the area. Now, what you would normally find is if you're a defender and your man's beating you and you're running back on to kind of defend to him while he's been held up, they normally kind of attack from the wrong side. You know, they don't get to the baseline or, you know, they come around the other way, like, you know, from the top of the area. And I think what he'd done was he came, un he underlapped him and got back on our baseline. So what that then done was stop the attacker from going, beating the defender that's, uh, I'm holding him up 
on his left and the, the, the player's right to cross the ball uh, across the yeah. box. He had to go back out to the left um, and then run into a bit more traffic, do you know what I mean, which gave us a bit more time. That was it. I didn't see it. And I thought to myself, oh, that was clever play. Might have been an accident, but um, he, I felt that he got back in the right defensive position. Other than that, nothing. nothing. So for all the time Sessegnon was on, you're telling me the only moment, highlight was the tracking back um, tactically, positionally, um, well, that's the only yeah. thing he did. After losing like, losing the, the duel, <laughs> yeah. For me. Yeah, and I, I, I can't think of much else. And I don't want to get on the kids' back. I don't, but I don't know what he offers right now. And he may need a run of games. Like, and I'm not, this is not me saying Sessignon's whack, dead, whatever, and he can't be saved and there's not a baller in there. I'm just saying I'm not seeing it. And when I speak to the people at Fulham, the Fulham fans, when he had that season at Fulham where he was their top goal scorer, he was young player of the year, um, London's player of the year, um, what they told me was he's not a left back and he's not a left winger. And what was happening with Sessegnon was actually... And this is very tactical for the Fulham system. He was actually a 10. He was actually playing in a free role. Yeah. Right? And it's what a lot of people don't realise. He was actually... Fulham, when he went forward, and he didn't go forward with the ball, he went forward without the ball, but he went forward from a left-back position. And Fulham's system, they all rotated around his movement. So the centre-halves came across to the left, and they changed the shape. Just imagine your left back goes missing, everyone shuffles over and the midfield shuffles round to cover the space. And he was able to ghost in. And if you look at a lot of his goals for Fulham in that season, he was arriving at the back post and, and arriving in the middle of the goal and just not being tracked. Right? The, the right winger is not going to track him all the way back into the centre forward position. Um, and Fulham was structurally sound because they all shifted in unison. And to allow him a free role. So that's why I say he was the 10, 10 typically being your free role. Um, and yeah, he was unmarkable a, a lot of the time. So that's why he ended up getting double figures of goals. And that's why everyone was like, oh, Sessignon, Sessignon, Sessignon. Um, and obviously it's a little bit easier. In the championship, he probably did beat a few men every now and again. But in the Premier League, he needs something a lot more solid if we are not going to adapt to that and we're not going to adapt to that. We're not going to shift all our systems so Session can ghost into the box when you've got Son, Kane, Mora and Klazeski now. It's not going to happen. So he needs to do more. And it's probably not his fault because he's not a traditional left back and he's not a traditional left wing back either. Um, but yeah, he's got to work it out. He's got to work out what he can do at this level. But isn't that a worry? We've got too many players that playing positions and they're not necessarily that player they're not a left back they're not a left uh, left wing but they're somewhere in between do you know what I mean and I just think we've got too many of those players and I don't believe that we're going to make him a great left back and this is why when we spoke about uh, the transfers I was saying to you we need someone I'll, keep, I'll stick with Doherty for now and just get someone solid on the left hand side because between him and Regs, I don't think we're, you know, it's going to be alternate. And yeah, that's, you know, that's the point of having two left backs. But you're saying, oh, he, he needs a run of games. I don't think we're going to get that out of him. I'm, I'm not saying he needs a run of games. I'm saying maybe, maybe he needs a run of games. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know if I see it myself. I don't see that run coming. I think he'll have three games and then he'll, his body will break down. Do you know what I mean? There is that as well. There so, is that as well. Yeah. That's probably limiting him. As well, no I think so. I think so. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the worry for me is that I know he wants to succeed at Tottenham, and that's why I think he, he's going to keep trying. But I think maybe he needs an actual change, you know, where we can forge a career. And we, he knows he's on a season long loan, a two season loan with a club that plays similar football to us. And I know we've tried to send him away, and yeah, but he did I'll, have that season at Hoffenheim. He did have that season. Yeah, you know, all right, maybe a Norwich or something. I just think he needs a regular run of games so he knows where, what his level is. I don't think he knows what his level is. That's why he's not taking people on. He's not taking his... I don't think he knows what his level is. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily taking people on, but play it inside, get the other side, a one-two, and get beyond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for that, but I, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I just want the best for Spurs and I want... 
a solid if we're gonna we can have reg but we need another solid uh left wing back give me 70 grand a week you can feel sorry for me like i feel sorry for myself <laughs> <laughs> oh mate so he collected it but yeah it's not the best to be fair so we yeah but we definitely need to strengthen in that area a win's a win's a win's a win yeah right and it's a very very good win so we ended on a downer but to be fair it was a it i'm buzzing because we haven't actually had a win like this for so so long this is a proper win this yeah. one is a proper proper win yeah and there's no there's none of this oh it was an offside goal wasn't given oh they got lucky we had players missing it was none of that it yeah. was a proper proper win today yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we haven't had many of those um, no. recently. No, I mean, we've got to be positive and we've got to be happy about the win. You know, hopefully we can, do, you know, have a good win against Burnley, even though they played really well today. Um, I just think what you're finding creeping back in from the realistic Spurs fans is that we've papered over cracks and I don't think you're going to truly get me like I should be over the moon and ecstatic with this win today and if I'm honest with you I'm not I'm happy with the three points I'm not happy with the style of play but it's won us the game and I just know like I hope this is the catalyst but I just don't think it's going to be the catalyst for us you know but I hope it is because I do want to get that top four but so when I'm not um, reacting ecstatically it's because I'm a Spurs fan and I can see the cracks opening up again. Yeah, you always pull me back in. If I want to go off on one, you're just like, <laughs> calmly pull me back in and say, how long you been doing this? Yeah. You should know better. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, the two games prior tell us, right, there's still issues there, right? One, what they say? Once one doesn't make a summer or one, yeah, something like that. So that works for me. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, well, someone correct me on Twitter. I know you will. Um, one swallow doesn't make a summer, something like that. But anyway, it needs to be a platform. They need to have belief. They need to take. If you can't take belief from beating the champions away from home, yeah, doubling the champions, the only side to beat the champions twice. They've only lost three games this season in the league. Yeah, and two of, and them two of those. Yeah. You've got to take belief. Yes, it's the rope of dope, and yes, we can't play the rope of dope against everyone. But, but, Kane sharp like this most weeks, mate. Sonny play like that. Plazeski play like that. We stand a chance. Loris don't play like that every week. No, yeah, yeah. Loris don't play like that. And midfield actually press the ball. If our midfield start pressing the ball and stop collapsing. Because that collapsing back into position and then one of them decide that now nah, we're going to run out or we might, like, we're two seconds behind the time that you should be pressing that ball. Because you're, you're doing the work for nothing. If we can get that right, I think, we, you know, we're definitely in good stead to get to the top four. But if I think if we fail to do those things, you know, I think, like, when he, uh, Conte, first originally arrived and even Mourinho alluded to it, that this whole... They keep dropping back. If, if we fall back into that fashion, we're not going to win football matches, you know? We have to be brave yeah. and we have to um, press and impose our game on the other team. Yeah, and I think this is where Skippy comes in because he likes to go forward. He likes to run. He can sit, but he's got the energy to go up and down, so he's got the energy to press. And Bentecor looks like he wants to go forward. I mean, Hoybeer will go forward, but is his use of the ball after that. But, yeah, you're right. I make you right. Um, I'm going to shout some new cities because I've neglected yep. the new cities for a while. Cool. Um, do you want to play Kwabna's role or, or are we not going to do that? No. Nah, I think there's some things that you leave. Like, no one <laughs> doesn't say yo-yos. I think no one should play Kwabna's game. Yeah? Okay, yep. cool. That That is fair. So, I'm going to shout you guys in San Jose. I think it's San Jose or it's San Jose. But I'm going to say San Jose. Um, that's in Costa Rica. Costa Rica in the house. Wow. Reaching exactly. far and wide. Hold tight, Costa Rica. Yeah. Love you guys out there. Thank you for listening. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend and all of that. I've got two places in the States. This one, Simpsonville. Um, yeah. Not where the Simpsons come from. <laughs> Can you remember where the Simpsons come from, bro? 
Oh my gosh, where are the Simpsons from? Um, no, Smallville's. <laughs> Smallville's. Um, Superman. No, close. It's close. Not Smallville. That's Superman. Yeah, that's Superman. Um, oh, I can't think, think. think there's a there was a there was a park or gardens in Hackney by the name of Springfield. There you go. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. But Simpsonville, shout to you guys in SC, South Carolina, South Carolina. Welcome, welcome. Um, we have Fort Collins as well. I think we may have had Fort Collins yeah, before. I think so. Shout you guys that. as well. Yeah. Have we? Yeah, I think I've had that. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome back, guys. Um, and we have Marystad, or Marystad in Sweden. So, welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Cool. And I think that's a wrap. So, guys, you've been quiet on Twitter. You didn't like what I said last week. Maybe Conte proved me wrong, although I didn't say he had to go. I just said, can he be blamed? He's got it right today, tactically. We've won a game. Lero says it's just a platform. We need to make it a platform. Is he right? Let us know. Rate and review. Five-star rating only because we only give you five-star content. You know where we're at. iTunes, Google Pods, Spotify, Amazon Music, all of that, all of that, all of that. YouTube, Um, YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Yes, on the YouTube as well. And we've got a surprise coming for you soon. We're almost reaching 100, so watch out for that. And um, last but not least, at Shelf Pod. Last thing I've got to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Lero, do you want to say Lero run the outro? Just do it. Yeah.